Welcome to the Capgemini Salesforce podcast series. This is Andy Forbes with Capgemini America, and I'm talking today with Aziel Carrillo, a solution architect with Capgemini Mexico. Hi, Andy. Glad to be here. Francois Arbe, Salesforce project manager with Capgemini America. Andy, right, great to be here. And Trey Alexander, a Salesforce engagement manager with Capgemini America. Hey, Andy. Happy to join these, and, and hopefully it's the first of many. Today, we're going to talk about out-of-the-box Salesforce deployments. So let's start by defining out-of-the-box. Francois, would you like to tackle this? Sure. I'm going to answer that question with another one, actually. I was just, uh, I'm working with a customer right now, and he recently asked me, what is Salesforce? And at first, I didn't know where to start because Salesforce does so much, and there is so much to say. And after some time, I just decided that the best description you can give of Salesforce is to say it's, it's a fantastic toolbox. You have lining components, you have schema builder, process builder, assignment rules, validation rules. You have all these fantastic tools. You just need to pick, select, configure them to be relevant to what you're doing and to your customers doing, and, and you'll get very uh, quickly something relevant to your business. So using Salesforce out of the box is making the most of the Salesforce tool, toolbox. So it's just finding the right tool, doing the minimal steps of configuration to provide the right service and not having to create it on your own from scratch. So it's really leveraging Salesforce power as software as a service. Trey, why do clients ask for projects to be out of the box? Out of the box projects are, are usually more budget friendly, right? So if a customer's paying for the software already, Typically, their hope is that they're able to address most of the scope of their business requirements with just a basic installation. And since out-of-the-box features are ready to go, established capabilities available to end users by default, customers don't have to pay additionally to implement them. For example, you probably don't, won't need to, to pay for an advanced technical team for added expertise to build out the solution. And because of that, out-of-the-box focused projects are faster to deploy, which in turn means and users can start enjoying the benefits sooner. Another point about costs, out-of-the-box projects come with the backing of the software company's quality assurance and support teams. So you're more likely to spend less in, the, in terms of maintenance in the long run. Aziel, what are some examples of requirements that would move you from out-of-the-box to customization? Well, Andy, let's say that the customer has a uh, uh, very complex processes, or they, they want to have email alerts, or most, most commonly, they want to integrate Salesforce with some ERP or another legacy system. So that's pretty, a few examples of, of, of customization. Trey, would you like to take a swing at this? Yeah, so generally speaking, a good rule of thumb is that customization becomes necessary when an organization has complex processes that are unsupported by the existing functionality. In other words, code is required when getting certain functionality using configuration of native tools in the system is impossible. So some generic examples of requirements that require customization, something like creating web services, creating email services, performing complex validation over multiple objects, creating complex business processes that are not supported by something like workflow, bulk operations, so logic that occurs over large volumes of data, not just a single record or object, and also when you're attaching custom logic to another operation, such as saving a record so that it occurs whenever the operation is executed. Francois, 
What is your experience with being pushed into customization? Well, I'd say first, I do agree with you guys. Obviously, when, when you want something complex that is not yet in the Salesforce toolbox, it's, it's going to be uh, going away from out of the box. But it also can come from the data model. Uh, depending on your industry, depending on your business, you're going to be working with different objects uh, to model what is relevant to your business. So Salesforce standard objects are generic. They're intending to work as for as many uh, industries and business models are, are, are possible. So any specificity to your particular industry might not match with an object or with a field in Salesforce and generate customization. And from there, once you start building, building custom objects, custom fields, there's a good chance you'll need to customize processes layout uh, to go along with these uh, uh, objects and, and, and fields. Francois, when you get requirements that require customization, how do you steer your client back to out of the box? Well, first, to to you you need deep understanding of the way Salesforce tool works. If you want to be able to challenge the business requirement and to uh, and the design to make them fit into Salesforce out of the box tool, you need that knowledge in the first place. So once you understand the philosophy be, be, behind each tool, you'll be able to sell them uh, to the business owners and show them how effective them, they can be. And and POCs uh, can help there. So um, understanding Salesforce tools is also understanding its limitation. Uh, with hands-on experience, uh, you get you can only get actually from projects. You'll understand what works great with Salesforce tools and what can be more tricky. So that experience will come very handy when it comes to designing an out-of-the-box solution. Aziel, your thoughts on how to get clients to move from customization to out-of-the-box? Yes, Andy, I agree with, with Francois, but I would like to add that we need to understand how the the, the customer works, how, how is their processes, uh, how complex they are, and, and guide the customer to make it simple. To keep things simple is, is a great uh, way to to keep the, the, the project in a standard way or out-of-the-box way instead of customizing. And Trey, your thoughts? So I'm going to mirror a little bit with what Aziel said. Oftentimes for me, this means simplifying the requirement. So some questions I like to point to the customer, right? What's the minimum viable product, minimum viable product or the minimum viable solution? Uh, can the requirement be broken down further into subtasks that some of which can be met with out of the box configuration versus those which cannot? Is there maybe a third party product, for example, something on App Exchange that addresses the portions that do not come out of the box? And then can certain features or functions be outsourced or offloaded to other systems or back office processes? Um, another thing, I happen to be of the opinion that there's there's nothing a business can aspire to do that Salesforce can't in some way meet the need on. Um, and, and Salesforce does three releases a year, uh, and they're often releasing new capabilities. So often it's as simple as, you know, can a customer afford to wait? Maybe there's something in the, coming down the pipeline um, that will become out of the box. You know, can they wait to the next release to get to that feature? I think we're all saying basically the same thing, which is Salesforce can generally meet business needs. When you get caught up in doing a lift and shift, when you end up trying to replicate existing functionality of the current system or of a legacy system, you can get pushed into customization. But if during discovery, you can get to the underlying business need, a lot of times Salesforce will meet that through configuration. 
I fully agree, and and also I want to emphasize how much uh, what what Oziel and, and Trey both said that you have to make it simple if if you want to 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 make something fit into into Salesforce tools. Uh, yeah, going back to the basic business. Uh, need and, and make it simple will will help. And uh, I just want to give an, an example. It's not a Salesforce example, but I was talking to a, a friend recently who was working on a supply chain uh, consulting, and he was working on a supply chain, trying to uh, fix issues there, trying to make everything faster. And and uh, the business was complaining because the sliding door was not opening fast enough. So they were considering the option: should we change the door? Uh, should we maybe go on the side of the door, something like this? And my friend just decided to remove the, the door altogether. So there's no more door, no more problem. Let's talk a little bit about customization. What is customization? For me, it's code. Whether it's Apex, whether it's Heroku, whether it's Evergreen, it's moving from point and click to code. Uh, that, of course, leaves Process Builder in kind of a gray area, but holding that in abeyance Basically, customization is writing code. Francois, what are your thoughts? I would I would go with same as as you. So it it would be whenever you have to write something down as as for code. Uh, to me, what, when you're doing an assignment rule, validation rule, something you can uh, you just have to use uh, uh, whatever tool uh, uh, no code tool Salesforce provides. Uh, just uh, select a few criteria. Um, this, this is out of the box to me. Even if is, there is some, some configuration to do, um, this is something an admin can do. So I would say when an admin can do it, uh, it's out of the box. And when a, developers can, uh, a developer can do, uh, has to do it, uh, it's customization. This is the way I see it. Aziel, is process builder, configuration, or customization? Well, actually, that, that will depend because you, you can set a... a a process in process builder that require code. So uh, that that will depend on, on the on how complex is the process. But in my experience, most of the processes that that I I've been work with the customer are are just uh, fit with with the the simple use of, of, of process builder or, or flows. Trey, your thoughts on process builder? Yeah, again, so for me, it's it's. If you've exhausted everything that's that's possible out of the box, all the features and functions, workflow automation that Salesforce comes with, uh, in, in terms of trying to meet a requirement, then it's it's time to write code, right? Um, and Process Builder again, it it kind of toes the line because it is something that comes with Salesforce out of the box, but it can be used to to uh, initiate code, and so it kind of it, it's one of those fuzzy areas, but the process builder itself is a functionality, is a tool in the toolbox per se um, that's available out of the box. Francois, Trey, Aziel, thank you for your time today. Thanks, Andy. This is fun. Thank you, Andy. All right. Thank you, Andy. You've been listening to the Capgemini Salesforce podcast series. To learn more about Capgemini and Salesforce, go to www.capgemini.com forward slash partner forward slash Salesforce.